Hello, my name is Carl Lloydhauser. I am the senior pastor of Grace Community Church, and I am so excited that you are with us on this podcast. We also want you to get connected in a church family. If you don't have a local church, check us out at gracemontrose.org. We want to make sure that you have an opportunity to grow and connect with God. But we pray that these next 25, 30 minutes that you spend with us are powerful, that God meets you and speaks to you because he loves you so much. So I was in uh, Denver a number of months ago uh, with my adult kids and my one uh, not adult kid. And uh, one of my daughters said, hey, I've got this uh, gift card uh, to Lululemon and I'd like to go. And I'm like, cool, sounds delicious. Let's do it. And so I go, it's, well, it's not delicious, just so you know. And just l- listen, guys, if they say, let's go to Lululemon, you just stay in the car, okay? But so I went in and we're, we're looking around and I'll tell you, I mean, I know it's, it's got to be really quality stuff. I'm sure it talks about how they test their products and everything else, but they are expensive. Holy cow. I couldn't believe it. So uh, my daughter and my son-in-law and I were waiting for my other daughter, who's like working out a payment plan for her sweats, I think. And as, as she's doing that, uh, we're walking around and um, so we kind come up with this game. And so the game would be that um, we would say like, we'd look at a shirt or something and say, how much would you pay for it? Then how much does Lululemon uh, want you to pay for it? And whoever was closest uh, got to punch the person that was farthest. And so the three of us are going around. And so like, it would work like this. I mean, you see like this, this, it's just like a plain gray shirt. And I'd be like, all right, I'd pay maybe 12 bucks for that thing. And then I'd say, I think Lululemon probably wants 48 bucks for it. And then we would return the price and it would be like $78. And so Maddie would come over and she'd punch me in the kidneys because I was wrong. So we were playing that game, but we got caught. The staff like realized what we were doing. So I've learned a lot about Lululemon. The Lululemon, it's not just expensive clothes. It's, it's a community where people come together and uh, the, they sweat together and work together and they express who they are and blah, blah, blah. And you can be a uh, Lululemon ambassador if you want to. They have their, amb- I don't know if they're called like Lemonheads or Lulus or what. But if you want to go out and be a Lulu, you can. And uh, what they do is like, if you want to hold like a yoga class, they'll help you connect with other people. And, you know, they're like to see themselves at this hub. And you could, um, you have input on their products. And so there's all this that comes with being an ambassador, which I can't do because I don't understand it. And I'm not yoga-y enough. But I have found a place where I can and where I actually, I am an ambassador. So if you have your Bible, open it up to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to spend almost our whole time in this passage. It's going to be a digging into a little bit, but we'll start at verse 20. And it's talking about you and me and anyone who is in Jesus. And it says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So we don't represent Lululemon. We don't represent Red Bull. We represent Jesus. And if you think about what an ambassador does, so like Benjamin Franklin's probably one of the most famous ambassadors. And so he was our ambassador, America's ambassador to France in the beginning of our nation. And so he lived in France, but he represented the United States. And so he would uh, work for what the United States needs and uh, would, you know, when we needed weapons and help for the revolution. I mean, he was working that in France. He was over there bringing those connections. Richard Solomons is another famous ambassador. That was during the Nixon administration. And so that's when uh, relations with China were even more icy. And so he started what was called ping pong diplomacy. And he would have these big ping pong matches between China and America. And they would uh, have these big competitions. And it actually started to open some doors and made it so the Nixon administration actually could go over to China. 
Now, when we think about what an ambassador is, let's think about what they do. So the first thing an ambassador, remember, we are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. And the first thing that an ambassador does is looks for the interests of the home nation in the foreign nation. Now, I want you to get that, that we are ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven looking to the interests of our home nation while we are here in the foreign nation. You understand that? That we are ambassadors here in a foreign nation, but concerned with our citizenship where we really belong. We are always members of heaven. And our goal, like any ambassador, is to advance the goals of the home nation in the foreign nation. So there's all sorts of goals that, that are here in this world. You know, there's all sorts of politics and concerns. And so, you know, Franklin, he cared about France. But it wasn't his primary concern what was happening in France. His primary concern, what was happening with his home nation as it related to that. And it's the same way for us. There's all sorts of things that we're concerned about here. But we have to remember that this isn't our home, that we are ambassadors to this place. And the next thing that an ambassador does is cl close the distance between the two assigned nations, between the assigned nation and the home nation to kind of bring them together. And so that's another thing that we're doing here. So living here, Understand we're living here, but this is not our true home. So we are praying and we're hoping and we're working and we're employing for a culture shift, for this place to change, but knowing that ultimately this is not what we are about, that we are about the other home that are, we're sent here to be ambassadors. So I want to dig into what this means. Now we're going to look at the context here. Wonderful, amazing passage. We'll go up to 16. Remembering that we are ambassadors. So let's see what uh, 516 of 2 Corinthians says here. It says, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. So we look at, as ambassadors, we look at our country, our assigned country that we're here, our assigned land that we've come to, we look at it differently than the people who are of this world. We no longer look at the people in this world like we did when we were in the world. It's all different. It's changed for us. We have a different perspective, remembering that we're ambassadors. I was uh, fishing uh, a few months ago and not catching anything, which isn't uh, that uh, uncommon. And as I was out there, I just started to, to think and pray. And, you know, for me, anytime I'm out there fishing, it's just a time to like, oh, thank you, God, for that. Oh, that's so beautiful. I see you here. I see you there. For me, it's a time of worship. And I had a thought. I was like, you know, if I was, if I was out here and I didn't believe in God, what would my life be? Now, I want to assure you, rest assured, I made it through. I believe in God. I didn't stop believing in God. But I, I was like, you know, I'm going to go down that track for just a little bit. I just want to kind of think that through. What would my life be about if there was no Jesus in my life? And so I, I think I would be a really bad atheist because as I was thinking about it, I thought, you know, my life, I think if I didn't have God, and I knew that this was it, I, I, I would guess that my life would be about more. Now, I don't mean like more money, and I don't mean more stuff. I, I, just, I would want to have as many experiences on this earth as I could before it's over, right? Because then it's over. I, I'd want to have as many fulfilling moments and as much fun as I could, as much satisfaction as I could have on this earth before I leave this earth because that is all I have. And I would do good things, but the truth of it is a lot of the good things I would do is because I would want the good feelings that come with doing good things. And that's what life would kind of be like for me if I didn't know God. But here's the thing. I do know God and I do know Jesus. And because of Jesus, I don't look at life that way. As an ambassador, it's completely different. 
So for example, difficulty. I was thinking, if I don't have God, what would difficulty be? It would be a thing to avoid. It would be a thing to go around. It would be a thing to manipulate, control, to stay as far away from possible. And you know, I'm not like going after difficulty, but the thing is, I'm not afraid of it either. I mean, Jesus promised, in this world, you will have trouble. Difficulty is going to come. And as an ambassador, as someone who is in Jesus, it's not something I have to avoid. It's actually a place where I can bring praise to my king. And that he can take me through the valley, and he can take me up to the mountain, and either way, I do the same thing. I praise God in the midst of it. And yes, we are going to go through storms, and we're going to go through difficulties, and we don't have to sit there and say, oh no, we've got to make sure that doesn't happen, we've got to make sure that that doesn't happen. We're just like, okay, God, we'll follow you wherever you want to take us, because we know that in all things you're working to our good. Not all things are good, but you're always working for our good in the midst of it. See, we don't look at this world like the rest of the world looks at this world. Now, this bracelet here, by the way, we've got more of these bracelets. If you didn't get one, we ordered some more. They're out there. You can grab one. And if you haven't been here, uh, what these bracelets represent for us is everyone who put one of these on, uh, this is one person that we are trying to reach with the gospel of Christ. It's one person we're praying for, contending for, reaching out to, expecting that God is going to touch their lives. And the person that this bracelet represents uh, in my life, doesn't. It, it's difficult when they go through difficulties because there's a whole world that I can't open up to them. When I say things like, trust Jesus, it's just like, ooh, doesn't help, right? Or I say, like, it's going to work for good, that he's always doing something, that God is in this, that good is in this. It doesn't help. And so the only thing that I could do without Jesus, because they look at the, the, the world differently, they don't see that. I mean, the best I can say is, well, this will pass. I mean, like a kidney stone, but it's going to pass, <laughs> right? You're going to get through this, right? And really, the only hope, I mean, I was thinking about it as I was talking to this person who I dearly love, I was like, you know, the only real hope that this person has to be happy and to be at peace and to be okay in the middle of this difficulty is for their circumstances to change. That's all they had. And we had to wait until the circumstances got better so they could be better. See, and as a master, I don't see it that way. And as an ambassador, I see other people differently too. CBC, as an ambassador of Jesus, there are two types of people. I see two types of people in this world. There are people who need Jesus and people who need Jesus. And that's it, right? And so what I am doing is I'm infusing the kingdom of God wherever I can, bringing the kingdom of God with me. We've looked at this passage before in 2 Corinthians 2, 15, that says you are the aroma of Christ. We are to God, the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. And then goes in and talks about how to some it's a beautiful, fragrant aroma and to others it's death. They don't want anything to do with it. And that's why sometimes when you come into the room, that, that all of a sudden, I mean, you know, like, man, that person has a problem with me and we haven't even gotten started. And sometimes that's because you smell like Jesus and you bring that aroma with you. You just bring the presence of God, whether you want to or not. That's what you carry because you are his ambassador. And so when Franklin is in France, he is never, he never stopped being an American. See, and you and I, we never stop being the aroma of Christ. We never stop being his children. We never stop being an ambassador. That's where we are. We are always an ambassador, always a cross bearer. And I think, wow, who is equal to such a task that God has given us? Now look at this in verse 17. We'll dig in a little bit more here. It says, therefore, 
Now this passage is so good. We quote this passage all the time, and it's neat to see it in the context here. I'm glad we're digging into this. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. See, our assignment as ambassadors, it is rooted in how we see ourselves. And how we see ourselves is rooted in who we are. And who are we? We are new. That is what we are. We are a new creation. And I've used this example before, but I'm going to use it again because it just, it's so clear to me. There's nothing that illustrates this transformation like this moment. And so uh, when Naya was two years old, Gina and I adopted her. And see, when that happened, when we were in front of the judge, when we signed the papers, when he stamped the whole thing, see, there was this shift. There was this moment. And so before that moment, I was a positive male influence in her life. Then I was her father. Permanent. Complete. And so with that moment came new responsibilities, came new commitment, came a new relationship, came a new approach. And now, forever, not just the rest of my life, forever she's my daughter. I believe like six million years from now, she'll be walking in a field holding hands with Jesus and I'll say, oh look, there's my daughter, right? She's my daughter now. And see, I want you to understand that when you came into Jesus, it's the same thing. It is, you are new. So what, this is what I want you to do tomorrow. When you wake up, I want you to say, it is a new day and I am a new creation. And then the day after that, say, it is a new day I am a new creation. And for the rest of your life, I want you to remember that you are a new creation. It's not something you lose. It's not something that you give away. This is what you are. Scripture says you are a new creation in Christ every day for the rest of your life. That is what we operate at. That is who we are. And if we don't know that, how on earth can we be ambassadors? Like, I, I can't, I don't think I can ever be an ambassador for Lululemon because I just don't get it. I don't, now, goodwill, I understand that place. You know, keep my money in my pocket, the clothes out of the landfill. I'm an ambassador. In fact, this shirt is from Goodwill. Just so you know, much of my clothing is there. I get that place. I understand that, okay? So I could be an ambassador. How can you be an ambassador for Jesus if you don't understand who you are in Jesus? You have to know that you're new. Before Jesus, before you came to him, this is what you were. You were a sinner who every once in a while mustered up some really noble moments. Every once in a while did some really good things, okay? It's different now. Now you are new. Now you are holy. You are new. You are righteous. You are a righteous man or woman who occasionally forgets and doesn't act according to who you are. See, a new creation now is what you are. We have to get that. How can you be an ambassador? Like, how, are you, how would you be the ambassador for, to France from America if you keep forgetting, oh, yeah, I'm American? You've got to remember who you are here. And here's the beautiful thing. Is it, it's just always, it doesn't end. Wherever you go, whatever you are doing, any season of life, you continue to be an ambassador. I want to show you this little clip from a precious couple in our church here. And I want you to see two things. First of all, where they are in life, and second of all, what they're doing. Go ahead and play that, please. We are Bill and Pat Odell, and we're uh, here. We just moved from our home here in Montrose, and, and we're now living in a facility called Montage Creek. It's a senior facility. And just right away, God 
open up opportunities for us to to minister to people there and other places. But he specialized in people that are in an unreached area. And I did not have any idea what God had in store for us. And I said, Lord, what do you what what am I supposed to be doing? What do you have for me to do? And he told me, all I want you to do is love my people. I thought, well, that's that's an easy job. I can love your people very easily. And so that's what I did. I took on the uh, assignment of meeting the people and speaking life to them. And all of a sudden, unexpected to us, Montage Creek asked Bill and me if we would conduct a Sunday morning service every Sunday at 10 a.m. And as we look back, we, it's very clear to us what God had in store. He was prepping us for the new assignment. We started last Sunday. We had 10 people who came. It was delightful and unexpected to us. As soon as that service was over, they rushed us into the memory care unit where we had four residents waiting for us. As we begin to sing the old rugged cross and amazing grace, they joined us in the songs and tears came to their eyes. It was then that I realized exactly what God has in store for us. A new assignment and we enter it with joy. That good? Yeah, so what I want you to realize and remember is that you never retire from the kingdom. I mean, you're always doing that job until we stop breathing. We are ambassadors. It never ends until we go back home where we're meant to be. Now look at verse 18 here. It says, All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us this ministry of reconciliation. This is so good. This is so amazing. And it's also so sobering that God reconciles. He brings people to himself. And who did he give it to? He handed that job over to us. Why? Because he loves us. He likes to partner with us. He likes us to be part of it. And he says, I have a ministry of reconciliation, but I'm going to invite you into it. You are going to be the method. You are going to be the instrument in order to reconcile others, to bring them to me. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. Isn't that a wonderful statement? And he has committed us to the message of reconciliation. So he's saying, come on in, do this with me. This is why you are here. And so we are, this is the verse we started with, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Now we're at the very end of this series, Each One Reach One, and some of you are probably like, oh, thank goodness, it's finally over. And now, but for me, I'll tell you what, I'm like, oh, oh no. Because this just, it can't be a flash in the pan for us. This cannot be like, wow, we had a kind of a neat summer where we reached a few people and we talked about witnessing and sharing our faith. It can't just be like this little moment in our church where we're like, oh yeah, we did evangelism once, right? This has got to be a lifestyle. This has got to be the way we live. This has got to be who we are, that we are always ambassadors. We have been given. Whose job is it? It's ours. We have been given the job of the ministry of reconciliation. And it's different gifts and it's different expressions and it's different settings and different seasons and different approaches, but it is given to us. It's our one job. It's like, this is your one job. Be my ambassador. We have to do this one job and not mess it up. 
You ever see somebody do like one job and they just thought, oh, you had one job. Here, here's a picture right here. This guy had one job. And come on, it's the planning college. You had one job. You couldn't get that letter over there just a little bit. Or, or here's another one. Come on. You had one job. All right, and then this guy is just, I think, being lazy right there. Come on. Do you think that's really what they wanted on the cake? All right, and then I love this one. It's not first, it's not second, it's thirst. <laughs> Took thirst there. Come on, you had one job. Guys, we have one job, to be ambassador of Christ, right? And so as ambassadors of Christ, we bring forward into the room, wherever we are, we bring forward the heart of Christ. So Franklin, when he was in France, his question is, what does America care about here? Same question for us. What does Jesus care about here? Here we are in this foreign territory, living in this foreign land. What does God care about? What is the kingdom of God concerned with in this moment? That's a really good question to always have before us. We're in the middle of a fight with our spouse. What does God care about here? What does Jesus care about here? All right? Before any activity, before any sport, before, you know, before you create your fall, that's a good question to ask. What does Jesus care about here? And sure, sports are fine and activities are great, but before you load your life up with all these things, just say, okay, now what's Jesus doing? What is the kingdom focus here? And see, now we look at no one from a worldly point of view, including ourselves and including our family. We don't do family like the world does family because we are ambassadors. We're foreigners here in this land. We live in the land, but we don't play by the same rules. We don't get carried away with its agendas. We don't get carried away with its trappings because it's not our home. Remember what we're doing here. See, an ambassador brings the heart of Christ and an ambassador brings the truth of Christ. Do you speak like an ambassador? When you open your mouth, is it truth that's going to come forward? I mean, consider that's our job. It's our assignment. So while you're with uh, the old guys and, and you're talking politics at the coffee group, are you speaking truth? Is that what's coming out of your mouth? When you go FAC with your friends or you, know, you, you break, take a break after work, are you speaking truth? When you're hanging out uh, in the lunchroom with, with the rest of the students, are you speaking truth? Is that what's coming out? Because you are always an ambassador. It's not a full-time job. It's an all-the-time job. And then the ambassadors, as ambassadors, we bring the power of Christ, the heart of Christ, the truth of Christ, and the power of Christ. See, when an ambassador goes, he has the full authority of the president or the king that he's representing. So you are speaking on behalf of the king with the power of the king. So you come into every situation with power by prayer, by, with power through the truth of his word, by, by prayer in the Holy Spirit, by the gifts of the Holy Spirit, by the move of the Holy Spirit in you, you bring power with you. Anybody have a, ever have a job where you had all sorts of responsibility and no authority? Horrible, isn't it? Well, guess what? We have all the authority and God carries the responsibility. This is a pretty good gig you and I are in. And see, we're not only committed to this ministry of reconciliation, we are empowered to reconcile. Matthew 18, 18 tells us that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. That actually you have power to bind and loose things by God because you're an ambassador. And is that how you live? Is that how you go into work? Is that how you go into school? Is that how you go into your home? That you have power to loose and to bind. And you're saying, well, how? I'll tell you how. In the name of Jesus. That you go forward and you speak release and you speak life. 
and you bind the enemy in Jesus' name, I rebuke you and bind you. And there's actually power in your words. And you have to remember that. It's so easy to complain and grouse. And I just want to challenge all of us to remember, don't do it because there's power in what you speak. And Jesus, the, the word tells us, bless, don't curse. Bless, don't curse. Because there's life and power in the tongue. It's a powerful thing. And so we need to be careful what we're saying. And you know, when I go through my neighborhood, as Gene and I, we walk through the neighborhood, uh, from time to time, I'll just go through and I'll just bless I'll just bless the houses. I'll bless the people. I'll pray away the drug dealers. You know, just pray away the stuff that we don't want there. Bind it in Jesus' name. Get out of here. In Jesus' name, be exposed. Life coming to my neighborhood. When I'm driving around town, you know what I'll do is I'll just bless businesses. Or bless them. Let them go forward. Let it, Lord, especially in that location. That's a hard road. Help them, God. Let it go well for them. Because there's power in your words. You can loose and you can bind things. It's just amazing that God has given us this power for reconciliation. And so you have to understand that as his ambassador, you have spiritual authority. And so you don't have to fear the spiritual atmosphere. You change it. You set it. You know, there, there's a lot of time. I, maybe you've walked into a place where you're like, oh man, spiritual atmosphere is rough. I got to get out of here. Or maybe, maybe you're supposed to get out of there. Maybe it's bad, right? I mean, there's some places I don't like to go, but maybe you're supposed to change it. Maybe you're supposed to loose or bind or pray in the spirit. I mean, Gina, she actually does this in our home. Like when chaos starts coming, you know, and we're all like, rah, 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 she just starts speaking peace. She starts binding chaos. You know, what are we supposed to do? We're like, okay. Right? There's power in that. You have power. All right, let's look at the last verse here. 21. It says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. Praise God. So that in him, now catch this, we might, it, it's not achieve, it's not yearn for, it's not one day hope to be, it's that we might become the righteousness of God. That is what he made us. It's amazing that we are the righteousness of God, not because we're great, but because of what he's done for us. What an amazing thing to be an ambassador for Jesus. And see, some of you, you think you're God's gift to earth, and guess what? You are. And it's not because you're smart, and it's not because you're attractive, and it's not because you're rich, or it's not because uh, you just got this great personality. It's because you are the righteousness of God. And he comes and he sets you on earth as a gift for power, an ambassador. And I just want to celebrate right now. I'm just so proud of you, of how you have been ambassadors. I want to celebrate this series, and as we're concluding it right now, I just want to end by celebrating what Jesus has done. Celebrate how you are changing the atmosphere. Do you know that, that when you praise and when you pray and when you arrive, you're actually holding back evil? You know, we went out and we did all that work uh, last weekend. And, and, you know, it matters. It's good. Like, I was on the graffiti team, and you, the thing that I noticed is, like, we did that last year, and about half of the graffiti that we got rid of last year, is, it's still clean. And the other half, we just created a nice new canvas for people to put new graffiti on, right? Now, you know what? It matters, though. First of all, because it cleans things up, but second, because it changes the atmosphere. 
There's actually a spiritual component to it. When you went out and served, you were bringing, ushering in the kingdom of God in the midst of things. You were holding back evil and bringing forth light. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. It's no small thing to be an ambassador of the king. And I celebrate what you've done. I rejoice in over, you know, over 600 people doing 2,500 hours worth of projects. So, you know, I got to tell you that I want to just finish this up with a celebration of celebration of this series. Because you've, you've risen up and I've seen you become ambassadors, that you're engaging the call and what he's asking you to do is powerful and it's beautiful. And you went out there, I mean, we, we just praise God and we celebrate how you served and how you made a difference in this community that was undeniable. I kept hearing stories of people saying, oh yeah, I saw this and I saw that. And I saw people loving God in a very practical, powerful way. And I'm just so proud of you and I celebrate that work. I celebrate that you came out and, and you, you praised God in the middle of the park, in the middle of the city, lifting up the name of Jesus. Do you know how powerful that is to declare who he is just right in front of everybody outside? giving him praise. It was a beautiful thing in Music by the River. And then we had those 15 people who gave their lives to Jesus. And I want you to understand that it's not just a little raised hand. I've got uh, a text that Renell sent to me and a, a number of the other staff that night. And I got her permission. I got everybody's permission to share this with you. But it says, great job tonight. Way to set the table for people to feast with Jesus. And then her daughter, Jaylee, is a high schooler. It says, Jaylee's friend, who she's been praying for to come to know Jesus, gave her life to him tonight. Praise God. Yeah, and Jaylee, Jaylee was able to give her each one reach one bracelet to her. And now they're both praying for another friend at school to come to know him. See, each one of those souls, see, hell lost another one that night. Hell lost 15 that night, right? Praise God, that is a huge, massive deal. And see, you've been praying for these people, and I've heard stories. I mean, every week I hear stories of how I led this friend to Jesus, and this one came, and my one came to Jesus. And my, I'm still waiting for mine. I'm still praying for mine. But listen, I am not going to stop praying, and I'm just declaring in Jesus' name, this one belongs to Jesus. Hell has lost this one. Hell has lost this one, and God is going to go forward. And so we celebrate what he's doing. We celebrate how he came in our midst, and he rescued us, and that there's people coming to him and being transformed, and children loving him, and youth falling for him. And I just want to say, great job. I'm so proud of what you're doing. And Lord, we just thank you. Let's stand up right now. Lord, we thank you, God, for the goodness that you bring, the life that you bring. We thank you, Lord, that these people that we're praying for are going to come to Jesus. And Lord, that we are in ambassadors for you. And this isn't just a moment. This isn't an idea. But Lord, this is our assignment. This is our life. And all these people in our hearts, Lord, they're going to come to you and we declare it and we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the work that's being done. We thank you for how your kingdom is advancing, Lord. And we celebrate and rejoice of your great work in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being with us. I hope that God spoke to you. We would love to follow up and care for you any way that we can. So come visit us at gracemontrose.org. Say hello. Let us know what we can do to help you grow in Him. God bless you.